Welcome to the Fat Fuel Family Podcast, where every week, Danny and Maura Vega discuss topics that help families live a healthy and active lifestyle with their little ones, including nutrition and training, peaceful parenting, education, and mindset. To stay up to date, make sure to hit subscribe on this podcast and check out the blog at www.fatfuel.family. You can also find them on Facebook and Instagram at dannyvega.ms, at fatfueledmom, and at fatfueledkids, and fatfueledfamily on YouTube. Enjoy the show. Hey, everybody, we're going to get into the show in just a few minutes, but I wanted to bring something to your attention that I've been using. It's a supplement called You Can Super Starch, and you guys have may have heard me talk about this on social media, or you may have been following my super starch experiment that I did with some of my friends and fellow keto influencers. Um, you guys, if you, if you don't know what super starch is, it's a complex carb that doesn't spike blood sugar. It delivers a slow and steady release of glucose into the bloodstream. It doesn't cause a significant rise in blood insulin levels or or blood sugar, which permits greater use of fat for fuel relative to other carbohydrates. The big difference between super starch compared to other low glycemic foods and fibers is that it provides extended stable blood glucose levels, which translates into steady, long lasting energy. I got to tell you guys, I've been using this pre-workout. Um, interestingly, my blood ketones have trended up since using this product. And that's actually been confirmed in one study that I saw from East Carolina, where the participants who took the super starch actually saw an increase in ketones. So yes, this is a carbohydrate and we're talking about it on a ketogenic um, podcast, which we, we talk about ketogenic diets a lot. But as you'll see, our guest today, Michael Andrew, is um, several world record holding swimmer who's also ketogenic and has been using it um, for years now. And he's had great results. You'll get to hear that on this episode. If you want to purchase some You Can Super Starch for yourself, you can use our code carbs for keto that's c-a-r-b-s the number four keto and you'll get a discount on super starch i encourage you guys to try this especially if you want something pre-workout that's going to give you better energy um, i've noticed that my blood sugar stable my ketones are stable so definitely try out super starch and without further ado now on to our show Welcome to the Fat Fuel Family Podcast. I'm your host, Danny Vega, and I'm joined by my just unbelievably fast-learning business mogul of a wife. Over here. I had no idea. No, I had no idea that you were, that you were like a, a, a Jack CEO. of all trades. Yeah, like straight up CEO, and I didn't even know it. Thank you, man. <laughs> you're, you're seriously just, awesome. Seriously. When it's, it has to be something I'm passionate about. Yeah, we, yeah. we've been, you know, doing this business on our own, you know, for the last year and a half, just learning so much. And just to have someone by my side who not only helps me, but also makes me better and, and I mean, outshines me a lot of the time. It's, it's awesome, my love. Seriously. Thank you, Mimin. I appreciate that. Yeah, no, I mean, it's, it's been awesome. You guys know, like, you guys have seen the whole journey. And, um, and just one of the things that I've been noticing lately is just how how big of a part Mauda has to play in all of this. And we just make a great team. So um, we're just really grateful because things are going well for the business right now. And, um, but enough of that stuff, because we got someone really, really interesting, someone really cool that I connected with recently. Um, his name's Jeremy Jackson. He's a former star of the number one watch TV show of all time, Baywatch. He was played Hobie, David Hasselhoff's son for 11 seasons um, from the age of 10 to 21 years old. 
He's a current shareholder and head of lifestyle development and product education for enjoypachamama.com, which is a solvent-free hemp extract company. He's currently a BJJ Purple Belt and a seven-time BJJ champion. He's a breathwork meditation healer, biocorrect clinical nutrition uh, certification. He's also certified personal trainer and certified in RFT, raw functional training and first responder training. He's a certified fitness chef. He's a mental health ambassador for the Imperfectly Perfect campaign. And interestingly, he's gone from the sad diet to vegan to paleo. He's been raw vegan. He's been raw primal, keto to now carnivore. <laughs> um, I've loved watching the carnivore stuff. It's been freaking amazing. Um, he's had the cover of Iron Man magazine and killer spreads in magazines like Muscle and Fitness Europe. He's clean and he's a, I, I got to love this last part. He's a clean and sober, God loving mofo. <laughs> so, Jeremy Jackson. What's up, brother? Welcome. Hey, man. Danny, thanks so much for having me on. Hi, Mauda. It's wonderful to be on the podcast. So good you to meet you. Dude, it's Likewise. just wonderful to hear someone pronounce Mata's name. Right? I know. Wow. You really roll that hard. That's, not, that's, <laughs> that's good stuff. You know what's going on. Well, you got to we, have some soul. You got to put some soul in it. Yeah. You got to have that soul. <laughs> well, we are so pumped to you know talk about all the things because you're such a dynamic person. Um, but we always uh, lead off the show with the question, what is the most critical problem you're currently trying to solve? For me, I would say balance, um, yeah. stability. Uh, and you know, just in, endurance, longevity, mm -hmm. that, that, uh, just that natural flow, you know? Yeah. Yeah, man. That, yeah. that, that's something that I think everybody's trying to do. And, and there's this, you remind me of one of the parts of, um, Ryan Holiday's book, uh, the obstacles away, you know, he breaks that book down into like three sections and he kind of frames stoicism in those into those three three sections which is perception you know having the right perception taking mm -hmm. the right action but the last one is having the will and the will is exactly what you're talking about that ability to just keep following that process regardless of the outcome because a lot of us are dependent on the outcome right 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 that's a dead end road yeah, yeah. i mean you, you're gonna go the ups will be great but then there's lots of downs and you know if you don't have that focus on the process and that that endurance like you said that you know, you're, you're going to fold when things get hard. Of course. Yeah. And I think, you know, being, being in recovery, being clean sober is a double edged sword, but mm -hmm. you know, the, the one edge is, is amazing because, you know, by being defeated, you know, by, by ruining your own life, mm -hmm. you know, well, hopefully you have figured out that the outcome is never good enough. You know, the high is never good enough. Yeah. That crosses over into fitness. The physique, the image, the exterior is never good enough. So no. it's really, really, you know, about the journey. It's about the gratitude in the moments, right? Oh, yeah, man. That. That's why, like, going through that process, I mean, how many times have we said this on this very show? You know, people who go through the whole program just make the world a better place. And people who are in the program say that a lot. Like, if the world would just, Work yeah. the program. Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah. Everybody needs a program. It's everyone needs it. Yeah. It's just a recalibration of your internal navigation system. You yeah. know what I mean? Like if you got a car and it has navigation in it, uh, and it's old, it, it just forgets about new it doesn't know about new streets, it doesn't see road closures ahead, yada de, yada. You gotta you gotta update the software. You gotta run some antiviral stuff yeah. so you don't run into these glitches and these these uh you know pop ups and stuff that 
that keep you from performing at your best with, with clarity and um, with the correct perception and, and the right guidance and direction. It's pretty simple when you break it down. Yeah. But, you know, I think like, you know, everybody knows about denial and, you know, nowadays I see more addiction than I've ever seen. And, and it's socially acceptable addiction to social media and, you know, all this other stuff you're talking about the image and, you know, it's unfortunate because it's so prevalent that everybody thinks, Hey, I'm just a normal person, you know? Right. And, and, and that's couldn't be further from the truth. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That is that is very true. And, uh, you know, most people don't change until it hurts bad enough to have right. to, of course. you know, and a lot of people are, you know, getting their way, right? You, you get your way, you're going to keep doing it. You know, if every time a baby cries, you give it what it wants, it's of always going to cry, right? Absolutely. Um, so until it hurts bad enough to continue to take the same action, um, no one's ever going to change. And there's a lot of... Uh, a lot of support out there, whether it be, you know, uh, parents that are, that are helping or paying or, you know, uh, there's, there's a lot of, like you said, built in support for people who, um, who are struggling, you know what I mean? Whether it's Suboxone or medications or all this kind of stuff, um, just prolonging misery. Yeah, yeah man. Gosh, it's so freaking true, man. All right. Well, well, there's so much to unpack here, dude, but I, I think we'd like to start by ripping off the bandaid and, and talking about your journey to society. Cause you know, you were in Hollywood at a really young age and I'm sure exposed to a lot of things that most kids aren't. So how did that contribute to your battle with addiction and what was the final straw? What was your bottom that led to you making the best decision of your life and getting clean? You know, um, I am a firm believer that, uh, I was born with this, uh, this disease. It's a, a mental health yeah. issue. And if you really break down the science, um, there's actually uh, an amazing book that I always forget the name of, uh, but Dr. Drew Pinsky introduced oh, me to it. And yeah, he's, he's really an awesome guy. Um, uh, you know, there's, there's some yeah, weird we, press. We, we agree with him on, on a lot of on stuff. A lot of stuff. Yeah. yeah. There, there's a lot of weird press um, out there about him or, you know, former clients of his. Um, but my time with him showed me that he really, really has a heart for, for struggling people and really wants to deliver, um, education and, and help. He, he was very caring and he took some time aside with me and he explained to me this thing called the warrior gene. Oh yeah. 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 I have that one. Yeah. I have that one. We talked well, it's about like, I have it. I think it's like chasing lions or something. I always forget the name. Um, Cause he broke it down for me. I did so well. I didn't even have to read the book, but uh, <laughs> you know, basically it's found in the amygdala. It's fed by a protein called Kreb and in the brain of a true addict. Now you got problem drinkers, you have social drinkers, you have heavy drinkers, you have bingers, you know, there's a lot of different variances and some people can graduate and kind of develop a, a, a true addiction, but there is a classification. Um, of a true addict by, by mental, um, you know, definition where once a drink or a drug is introduced, this, this, uh, this cycle in the brain continues to repeat. It's supposed to shut off where it says that feels good. Do that again. That feels good. Do that again. That feels good. Do that again. And it's to the point where you can't argue with biology. You can't force your body to stop breathing or to stop producing, you know, hormones or chemicals. So 
you can't argue with that brain. And that brain says, you are going to die if you don't do that. That's why you see these people who are true addicts have slipped into the full reptilian brain, their most base survival brain. And they truly believe, maybe not on a conscious level, but on an unconscious, subconscious, and on a biological level that they have to get that drink or that drug or they will die. It's the most important thing to them. And it's a lie. um, And it's killing people. And the only thing that combats it is serotonin because it's a flood of dopamine. So you do a a hit of cocaine or or you take a shot of whiskey or whatever it is for you. And you've triggered that um, mutation in the brain to go on loop. It's on loop. You cannot shut it down unless by some extreme intervention or, uh, you know, spiritual intervention where you feel serotonin. You feel a connection. You feel trust. You s- it happens when a mother holds its baby. Your the pupils dilate at the same rate, mm-hmm. and the heart gets on pace. It happens in meditation groups and stuff like that. But try getting a cokehead to go to a meditation group. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. Oh my gosh! When I first like got clean, like the the Mara was already clean, and and she was like telling me about meditation. It was the most terrifying thing I ever thought of in my life. Yeah. 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 Right. Right. Like, no way. Started, like you just sit and don't do anything. Too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go crazy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so you have to induce that serotonin, um, to have a sense of belonging or community. And when it happens, you can forget about drugs temporarily. It can, it can take your mind off of it. And if followed by some rigorous action and some steps and, and, uh, you know, continued, continued growth, you can totally keep it at bay. And once you get that high from serotonin, being a part of a, of a greater purpose, you know, being a warrior for God, fighting darkness, you know, bringing light where there's, where there's dark, bringing truth, where there's lies. Um, when you get on that, man, that's a sustainable high. It's a worthy cause. Um, and that's how you keep it. That's how I keep it. That's yeah. how I, here. What I have by chasing that. I know. I same that, here. Um, it's funny because, you know, <clears throat> we see all the things that you've been able to do to develop yourself and help others. And we, we, we just laugh because people who are in recovery tend to dominate life. Um, you're grateful for everything you want to serve. Um, and people who've dealt with addiction who haven't dealt with addiction, they probably don't understand this. But what role did your recovery and addiction play in the success of all of these other areas in your life? Like, how does it, because it, it totally transfers over. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, you know, being an addict goes hand in hand. That, that warrior gene mm-hmm. goes hand in hand with being, quote unquote, an overachiever or, uh, you know, maybe a little obsessive compulsive or, uh, you know, kind of uh, just aggressive. Uh, you know, I got higher than anybody in the room and, you know, I want to work out harder than anybody in the room, you know, so, exactly. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, you know, wanting to, uh, achieve certain heights or, or go the extra mile, uh, kind of go hand in hand with that warrior gene. That's why it's a double-edged sword. It can be uh, an amazing asset if kept in remission and if, if utilized correctly. And, you know, I guess what it really comes down to is knowing beyond a shadow of a doubt the um the other side of the coin 
you know, yeah, exactly. uh, be a part of something greater, infuse into a community of people who are doing things that you've yet to achieve, like-minded individuals, getting together with them uh, regularly, uh, reaching out, chasing after, you know, fallen brothers who, who are, who are, you know, going astray, kind of putting your own preferences to, to the side for somebody who, who needs some love. Um, that's the kind of stuff that, that keeps you, me operating, uh, at a high level and, and, and being effective and feeling like you're being used, you know what I mean? In yeah, a positive it's, way. It's yeah. no wonder, it's no wonder you, you look for these things. It's so true, man. And, and like, one of the other things is like, the minute you start to get all in yourself and in your ego, that's when like the mindfulness has to come in you got to be like, man, I got to go serve. I got to go help somebody now because I'm, I'm in myself and it's self. yeah, it's ego um, yeah. taking over a hundred percent. And I know it's a dead end road for me. Um, I know it lead, it, it ends up, uh, with, uh, being hungry, angry, lonely, tired, discontent, agitated, uh, because for me, it's never good enough. You know, yeah. it, it yeah. never has been good enough. And I mean, dude, you know, not to toot my own horn, but I've achieved some stuff, you know, yeah. I've, had some, yeah. I've had some things, man, from, you know, <laughs> supermodel girlfriends and freaking Lamborghinis and, you know, the cover yeah. of the fitness magazines and all like, it was never good enough. It yeah, didn't sustain not. me. It didn't feed me. I call it the, the, the soup of your life, you know? And what's the base? What's the, you can, you can survive on meat and potatoes unless you're carnivore, of course, but (laughs) uh, what's the base, right? The seasoning, the broth, all that stuff's cool. Um, but it can't sustain you. So you got to hold on to that, that core sustenance and then you can sprinkle whatever else you want on top, but you got to have, you got to have the, the sustenance at the core, which for me is God recovery. If I keep that number one, I keep that mission number one. And then I add a zero to it, which is a cool car and a zero to it, which is a great physique and a zero to it, which is nice clothes. I'm spiritually rich, you know, but once that zero moves over, Oh, my car is more important than my, my mission. Then I'm like bankrupt. It's 0.1000. It's nothing. You know what I mean? Yeah, Man, there's that. so many parallels to life in that, you know, like parallels to fitness, you know, people go on a diet, they get lean, and then they forget. And then they just go back right to where they used to be, or, or they start making some money, they spend it all, right. you know, they, they, they lose that sense of urgency. And so I mean, I think so many people who may, who may feel like, oh, I, you know, I can't relate, you know, I can't relate, I'm not an addict. But but if you were to just take these lessons into other areas of your life, I don't know about that. I feel like everyone's an addict. But. Well, yeah, but I mean, how big is denial? No. Oh yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Some people want to. Some people are comforted by by their addiction. Whether it could be small, it could be big, you know. But it somehow provides security or safety for them, or a sense of control, power. You find that a lot with food, um, sense of comfort and control. Um, and you know, you got to definitely have to be willing to let that go, but yeah, it, it a hundred percent crosses over into everything. And, you know, I've, I've fallen as, as deep as I've fallen and I've hurt as much as I've hurt, um, for a reason. And it's to keep that, that exact message we just talked about in, in the forefront and hopefully share that. So a couple other people might pick it up, you know, and you asked me earlier about the, about some of the lows and, you know, unfortunately I've had a few of them, man. I've, I've had a few times where I should have stopped, you know, when I was, 
When I was 18 years old, I was arrested for manufacturing methamphetamine. Wow. Yeah, it was about a hundred. That's one of the hardest ones to come back from, man. Mm. Oh, yeah. yeah. I was 135 pounds. I had purple hair, scabs all over my face. Yep. And I was picked up uh, with a lot of manufacturing equipment with me, chemicals and so on. And I was looking at seven to 35 years wow. in prison. Seven was the minimum. 35 was the max. And, uh, you know, it was actually at that time, I had been partying since I was about 14, you know, keggers and smoking weed and doing coke at the clubs with your friends a little bit, you know, no big deal. But I had a lot of money and I had a lot of fame. So I was like at the Playboy parties and, you know, doing it up with jewelry on every finger and, you know, <laughs> all that, all that party boy stuff. Yeah. Um, and I never imagined that it would get there, but when it did get there and I had those handcuffs going on my wrists behind my back and I had the hazmat team and the SWAT team jumping out of vans and everything was really the first time it hit me. And it was the first time that I had ever, uh, not lied to myself for a small moment because I thought it was too late. It wasn't until it was too late. And these cops looked at me with disgust. They yeah. call it a pitiful and incomprehensible demoralization. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was demoralized. Mm-hmm. I was so embarrassed at my physical state, my financial state. You know, I was just like, wow. They're like, what is wrong with you, kid? Like, you know, yeah. they, the cops knew I used to be, I was on TV and everything, you know, and uh, what is wrong with you? And, and it was too late. So it didn't matter anymore. I, I couldn't make any excuses. And I admitted to myself for the first time that I was just a drug addict. And all of this craziness that led up to me going to prison now and my life being over was just because I wanted to get high one more time. And it made absolutely no sense. Like, how could I? I could be doing whatever I want. I'm supposed to be on movie sets right now. Look at me. I'm like hanging out with gangsters and prostitutes with no car and no money, like out of my mind. What a moron. Hit me like a ton of bricks. And I admitted for the first time that I was an addict. And by the grace of God, you know, we got a really high priced attorney and, and I managed to do like six months in jail and to do six months of rehab. And Oh, you know, wow. Cost me That's amazing. Inpatient? What's that? Inpatient. Inpatient? Yep. Wow. Yeah. It's so nice. In lieu of jail. In lieu of jail. Yeah. Oh, so necessary. So yeah. necessary. Um, yeah. So I got, the, I got the slap on the wrist, basically. And, and it took that long for me to be introduced to a new way of living. Let my brain function come back. You know, you're, you're dealing with your anadonic threshold, man. When, you're, when you spike those levels with any chemical, you, you just normal. I mean, your brain function just goes so low that you're miserable. You're depressed for months. And a lot of these guys that I sponsor, I tell them all the time, it's going to take like a year, dude. Like you're not going to think right for a year because you fry your brain chemistry. Um, and you get really depressed and then you deal with post-acute withdrawal syndrome. There's all these things you, you got to let your, your whole cellular receptor system refresh and renew. That takes seven months alone. You build mutated cells to, uh, adopt and, and absorb this chemical that you've been putting in your body, whatever it is. Yeah. Those got to die off and then your brain function has to come back so you can just enjoy a sunset or the beach. Like it's all blah, you know, for, for a long yeah. time. It is. So I went through that whole process and I ended up staying clean and sober for 14 years. 
after that. And, um, you know, life was amazing, amazing, amazing. I had a really good stretch, but, uh, after 14 years, I slowed up, slowed down on doing what I had done. I thought, uh, maybe I was just a young, crazy kid. You know, I was like, man, I was 18. I'm free. I can handle this. I can, I can have a couple beers on vacation. It's not going to ruin everything. Right. And it did, uh, yeah, it didn't take long, but it did. <laughs> um, it did happen. And I did poop all over my life again. But here I am now with uh, coming up on three years and, uh, you know, ecstatic and, and back in the game. And I still have all that even more experience now, you know, the, 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 the forging, the tempering of the iron, uh, you know, I just got beat up a little more, which makes me stronger. Dude, it makes you stronger. It makes you a better sponsor because like, right. you know, you know, I think people can relate to the 18 year old that got together, you know, got their stuff together, but they can relate much more to the guy who got his stuff together and 14 years later lost it again. Cause people just don't understand how quickly like a relapse is like a relapse is like you, you pick up further than you left off. Oh yeah. It gets worse. Yep. Yep. That brain <laughs> that just, life is waiting for you. Yeah. Yep. Yep. They say your disease is doing pushups. Yeah. Or burpees. Or burpees. Like <laughs> burpees. Hundred burpees a day, man. I got, I gotta, you gotta stay sharp because if this been doing burpees this whole time, man. <laughs> and, and let me, let me just tell you something because kudos to you because I, when I was in treatment, I was only able to go for two months because you know it is very expensive. Mm. Um, I was originally going to go for one, of course, my 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 mom, but you know how that is. After thirty days, I was like, yeah, now I think I'm starting to do some work because t- it takes That's, thirty yeah. days just to just to think, you know, right. and um. And I was, um, one of, one of my roommates, um, she ended up being in there for a year, but she, she, you know, she's, she came from a very wealthy family. And Mm -hmm. so when you have that lifestyle that you have, like every bottom is different. And a lot of the time for people, most of the time it is financial. So when you don't, when you're, when you don't hit that financial bottom, because it's harder, it has to be a, an emotional, it has to be a different kind of bottom uh, that's not financial because you just have access to everything all the time. Yeah. And it's, it's crazy. Cause you know how they say like everyone's pain tolerance. It's like, how big is your pain tolerance? Let's find out, you know? Right. It's crazy. I'm glad you stayed that extra month. That was the turning point, man. Some people would be like, no, I'm good. You know, no, I'm good. Or, or you know what? I'm going to stay another 30 days. That oh, was... I would have loved to stay there like a year, but well, I was I mean, like, all I right, think 90 call days my is the magic number. I think for anybody who's, who's looking at this right now and saying, yeah, that they're like, you know, I need to go. I, I you know, I, something's got to change. You got to commit to like sixty to ninety days. You know. Yeah, and I people people can hit me up on Instagram. Um, you know, I have uh, a lot of friends that own detox places and rehab places, but also uh, there's there's a website called SAMSHA. It's mm-hmm. government funded places that right. you just have to have Obamacare or whatever. So I'm happy to share any of that information with anybody who's struggling out there, um, a family member or whatever. Uh, I get a lot of joy out of helping other people. So don't, don't, uh, don't hesitate to reach out because there is, there is options out there that don't cost money. Yeah. I love that, man. Well, well, this was, this, this part was great, but I want to talk about this other stuff because, uh, this diet stuff, because you've done it all. Um, so, you know, I want to hear the whole story because I'm sure you were exposed to the idea of, you know, eating a certain way, you know, as a child, you know, as a child actor, you know, looking at your appearance and all that stuff. So how did it start and kind of paint us a picture of all the good, the bad and the ugly of, of each way of eating that, that you've tried? You know, um, 
I was diagnosed with uh, ADHD, mm-hmm. uh, ADD, and uh, what's called GLD, gifted learning disabled. So I was advanced in many areas and I was, you know, slow in many areas. My school didn't really know what to do with me. My attention span, I was so hyper. I was a nightmare. So the doctors wanted to give me like Adderall or whatever those medications were. So at about six years old, my mom put me on a no sugar diet. Oh, wow. Yeah, which wow. is amazing, oh, right? Go, yeah, go your mom. Cause. I know, go mom. So really, like, that's my foundation, you know? She put me on a sugar-free diet. I was eating sugar-free ketchup when I was six years old, you know? <laughs> um, and it helped so much, right? But uh, I, I remember one day I got a commercial. Like, I landed this big commercial, and I begged her for a Happy Meal, um, like, as a reward. She let me have the Happy Meal, and I went into a full-blown anxiety attack, like banging my head on the dashboard, screaming. Like, it made me insane. Wow. Wow. So that's, like, my earliest um, example of the power of food, negative and positive, right? Wow. Wow. Um, So my mom was really forward-thinking. You know, she didn't know a lot about stuff, and but she knew that when I ate sugar, I got crazy and I was a little sugar addict, you know, on the set of Baywatch, you got all this craft service, oh, sure. you know, red, red vines and suckers and all that. And I'd be, I'd be stealing that stuff and hiding it. So I've always been a sugar addict. Um, and I, and I've, I've known that. And I know through my recovery that I'm very sensitive to chemicals and to really anything that I put in my body, whether I notice it immediately or not. And, uh, so about probably in my mid twenties, I started focusing on, uh, fitness. I had a, a ex a girlfriend whose ex-boyfriend was like really ripped and I didn't like it. I wanted to have with my friend, Logan Delgado, uh, goody beats. He, he, he got in this for the same reason. He had his, his girlfriend, he saw a picture of her ex-boyfriend and he was like ripped and, and, and Logan <laughs> wasn't like that. And that was his first motivation. Hey man, that's, that's. Right. Any, anything it takes to, to get you started. Yeah, it takes what it takes. Crazy thing is, I've, I've probably been trying to get as ripped as that guy for years, and I probably outweigh him for like 30 pounds. <laughs> <laughs> my, my, goal, my, my goal was always to be uh, like Sylvester Stallone in like Rocky. Yeah. I, I hung out with freaking uh, Frank Stallone, uh, Sylvester's brother. Yep. He's like, oh yeah, my, my brother was like 170 in Rocky. I'm like, dude, I'm 195. I'm still trying to look like him. Like my perception <laughs> is so off, dude. It's wow. so true, man. <laughs> crazy, right? That's crazy, dude. So I started getting into the fitness thing and doing the, you know, the nutrition shops ups and the, the ways and the, you know, carb blend and all this kind of stuff. And, um, I, I was introduced to a guy named Eric Nice and Eric Nice is, uh, was on that show real world. And, yeah. Uh, from New York. Yeah, yeah. 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 The Calvin Klein model. And he's this like raw food, vegan, you know, no shoe wearing Tibetan, <laughs> right. You know, monk style, always wearing hemp clothes and doing all this cool stuff and drinking all this alkaline water. And this is probably 15 years ago. And, uh, I was just enamored with him and his lifestyle, soaking up the sun and walking barefoot all the time. And, 
you know, he, he started reading these labels to me and explaining this stuff. And I was like, whoa, yeah, actually, yeah, that, that probably doesn't sound good. Like aluminum and, you know, silicone dioxide. I don't, that's probably shouldn't be in there. You're right. I was just trusting people, you know, just trusting the guy at the nutrition shop. So um, that's kind of about, about 27 or 28, I started the whole vegan thing, fasting, juicing, water fasting, wheatgrass enemas. Uh, I went, I went all in brother. Um, and, uh, you know, it was, uh, it was a really good experience in, in controlling my urges. Right. Right. Like gaining, gaining power over what I thought I needed. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I definitely got good benefits out of that. I learned a lot. Um, from some really great people. I spent a lot of time learning from uh, a guy named Dave Sandoval, who's the author of the green foods Bible and he owns a, uh, a non GMO plant-based nutritional supplement company. And, you know, I went all in with that. Um, definitely gained a lot, helped, help some people, you know, lose some weight and feel better. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but I always knew that I felt best when I ate meat. And if I had like a big ribeye before I went to bed, I always woke up and looked different. Like, dude, I look different when I wake up after a ribeye, like for sure. Yep. Um, oh, yeah. But it was kind of like an argument with myself based on everything I was being told from these other people, blah, 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 blah. Um, and I struggled after that. I struggled for years um, when I was getting ready for that Ironman um, cover shoot, which, you know, being on the cover of a bodybuilding magazine was my was my dream when I was a kid. I used to sit there and draw muscles, man, like the veins. And dude, the that was just stuff. like me, man. I <laughs> used to draw them too. Sure. Just like that, dude. <laughs> the, Arnold. Yeah. the Arnold. Yeah, you like, I would like set my He-Man right there and just like draw it. Like, dude, so cool. And um, I struggled a lot with, uh, with cravings, overeating, you know, uh, not being able to sleep, not being satiated. And, uh, and it was not fun, dude. It was a, it was a mental battle, um, emotional, energetic, draining battle to f- kind of find my stride, you know? Yeah. Um, and I did that for years, man, years, taking a, a gang of steroids to try to make up the difference um, and really abusing myself, freaking losing hair, breaking out like crazy, all kinds of not fun stuff, causing myself issues, ligament tendon issues issues from uh from going really heavy trying to you know i was just trying to out train the the diet you know yep gosh man yeah that's that's people do that man that is that is that's that's we see it all the time and they don't they don't realize the power that diet has and unfortunately you know as good because there's so many people in this world that are plant-based that have such amazing hearts man they want to they want to change the world they want to right the wrongs in the world and unfortunately, because of that, they get caught up in the religion of it. Yes. And they don't listen to their bodies. Right. I was listening to um, one of your episodes with the, the biohacker guy, right? The uh, South African guy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, um, yeah. Uh, that was Brian. Brian uh-huh. Gold. Yeah, yep. Brian Gold. Yeah, yeah. And I related a lot to him because when I would do like these fasts, these juice fasts, um, I would get really preachy too. Like, like I would think I was like so woke and I would like killing yourselves, you know, and it's, it's a level of elitism that is very uncomfortable. You basically don't fit in with the people around you. You feel 
better than. Um, and it's not fun. It's not a fun place to be because it's kind of isolating, you know? So I related a lot to that when he said that, but I really struggled for years with that. And I, I, I got really crazy being an addict, being an overachiever, whatever I was doing, all the water filters on the showers and it's all going all kind of types of crazy and i was snorting sheila jeet and you know all kinds of <laughs> weird, weird stuff <laughs> you know, i talked about the wheatgrass enemas that was fun oh my gosh <laughs> you can taste it man as soon as you oh, put it you in there you can taste it, it. oh yeah yeah <laughs> um and uh you know i, I wasn't uh, i wasn't happy i wasn't it wasn't right for me but i was i was committed to it right um and that was just kind of the story kind of going back and forth and, uh, you know, not seeing the results in my body, um, that I wanted. And, uh, you know, it was, it was about two and a half years ago, I guess. And yeah, I've been hearing a lot about the keto diet and, you know, I became a, 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 a fitness chef and I had some private clients that I cooked for and I trained for. I've, I've helped a lot of people lose a lot of weight and, and get in the best shape of their life. It's something that I love to do. and. Uh, so I just started searching podcasts, man. And I think it was like keto for athletes. I found like this podcast you were on. Oh, the ketogenic, ketogenic athlete. Ketogenic athlete. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Long time ago, right? Like over oh, two years. Bro. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I loved everything you had to say. And I just started uh, listening to a lot of the, the podcasts that you were guests um, on. And I feel like, dude, I listened to like four or five. I felt like a keto expert. I was like, I know everything about keto, man. <laughs> and, uh, and uh, I, I got on that life and that is really where everything changed for me. That's where the cravings disappeared. That's where I got the, the most ripped I had ever been without wanting, um, without feeling like I was going without, um, with my energy through the roof, started winning jujitsu tournaments all over again and uh, started promoting the lifestyle, cooking for people keto. I, gosh, I must have got, you know, just the. 10 people at my office on keto. Everyone's loving it coming to me. And you really helped change my life with that, man. I was, it man, was I, I'm so grateful that you tell me that, dude. I, I had no idea. That's amazing to hear, bro. 100%. Like a, like a real um, lifestyle solution. You know, we're, we like solutions. We like things that work, right? Yep. And, and boy, did it. So, you know, you got the keto mojo. I got the keto mojo. You got the, <laughs> you got the built tongue. He's like, this guy got some bill tongue. He probably got it for free. That's okay. I'm gonna buy it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I, sure. if, if you did it, I did it, and uh, it. it was great. I was like your little secret admirer under under the radar. <laughs> and uh, you know, then then the carnivore thing came up. I was like, oh man! I was, no. have, wait, have you ever done? Have you ever done raw primal? Have you heard of raw primal? Yeah, I wanted to hear about that because I mean, I, I know primal, obviously, Mark Sisson, like the whole deal, but. Tell me about Raw Primal. So it's this guy, Ajanu. Ajanu, he wrote a book. Um, his son was in a horrible car accident and was in a coma in the hospital. And they basically said there was no hope for him. He was sneaking in the hospital and he was putting raw, raw cream, raw butter, raw honey, and raw cheese in his son's mouth secretly. And uh, he, he woke up from the, woke up from the, the coma and they were wow. like they couldn't believe it and the raw primal diet it does consist of like one large green juice a day okay. but it's it's raw eggs you know pasteurized uh fertilized eggs raw butter raw cream raw cheese raw bison 
Um, I think there's, you know, definitely some organ meats, uh, nice. lamb uh, recommended in there. So there was this little private uh, members only club in Venice Beach. And I swear to God, it was about $700 a week to eat this diet, to eat the wow. food there. It, it really was. It was the only place. This was, this was probably 10 years ago. So it was really the only place I knew of to get any of this stuff. Yeah. Um, and you would walk in there and they would have just raw bison burger, like a pound of raw bison and wrapped up in kale with like raw cheese. And they made all their own stuff. Um, and they had pictures of the, the farm. With the, It was all from Amish farms. Right. Never seen a tractor, never seen fertilizer. Uh, and and it was awesome. And I did that. I I did it for like two weeks, but yeah, I was, (laughs) I was eating raw, raw eggs, raw butter, raw cream, raw bison, raw lamb, raw heart. Um, and it was the re it attracted me only for visual purposes. I saw the guys that were doing it. It was like this whole parkour movement of these dudes. Their, Their shoulders were just crazy broad and they're, you know, their waists were tiny and they just walked around Venice all day eating raw meat and jumping around. Uh, <laughs> I was like, I got to do what these guys are doing. Uh, but it was too expensive for me. I think they all worked there. I think they all worked there and trade for food. Um, oh, but I tried dude. it and I felt really good. And what, you know, I put in my shaker cup, raw eggs, raw honey, raw cream. You blend it up. It's called the lubrication shake. There's a very specific method to how you eat this stuff and the timing of everything. They had raw colostrum, all this really great oh, stuff. Oh, dude, that's the, hard to find. The place ended up getting shut down uh, by the FDA for selling unpasteurized dairy. Like it was still right. like taboo back then. Yeah. Uh, which was a huge bummer. But in my shaker cup, raw eggs, raw butter, raw cream, raw honey. I had this shaker cup in the sink for two weeks in the sun, washing dishes over it. And I was like, oh man, I got to have to throw away this freaking shaker cup. I popped the top on it fresh as the day I made it. Still smelled like melted Haagen-Dazs ice cream. That's what I love about raw dairy. Like we've always said that, like when we were getting like raw milk and raw cream, like when it started to like curdle, it doesn't mean that it's bad. It's not bad. There's just sour milk, other uses for it. Yeah. Exactly. I I heard a study where they put uh, E. coli into uh, raw milk and the raw unpasteurized milk digested the... Oh, yeah. It probably killed it. (laughs) Yeah, it did. No, it legitimately did. They ate it all. They probably ate it all up. Amazing. Prebiotic. (laughs) Yep. You know? (laughs) So that that was interesting. But even that primal diet, that was still me just throwing crap against the wall to see what would stick. I was still lost. Um, And it was really a keto that that I found my stride. I found my comfort and I found a solution. So... You know, about two months ago, uh, I got called by the producers of the Baywatch documentary, and uh, it, it's it's wrapping up March sixteenth. And the producer said, "Hey, dude, we're going to do this final shot with you. We're reshooting the Baywatch intro, and we're going to show everybody then and everybody now. So you got time to get in shape." Yeah, now, I've been working my <laughs> yeah, I've been working my butt off at this corporate, you know, publicly traded company. I was getting in jujitsu like once or twice a week. I was getting in the gym like once or twice a week for like six months. I had really let myself go about 177 pounds. And I was like, probably 14, 15% body fat. Um, and, and, uh, my, my coach, Chris Mandudis, this guy that I'm working with for the past two months, uh, better than before coaching, we're launching a business together and everything because we've worked together so amazing for the past two months. 
he told me to get on the carnivore diet and I said, you know what? I've been thinking about it for so long. Um, you know, I'm going to do it. Amazing. And I could not believe it. Like, I know. Like I was so scared, right? Like I was going to like go without, or like I was going to (laughs) feel like it wasn't enough or I was going to crave this other stuff. And I was blown away. I think I told you. So about, about two weeks into the carnivore diet, I got really, so I know my body pretty good, you know, um, and I got these very strange, large, like cysts in my armpit, like, wow, like, like four or five, like four in the left and like one in the right. And they were big and they were like juicing and it was like, they were sore. And I was like, what in the heck is this? Like, I've never even had this before. But after those cleared up, so I stopped wearing deodorant because I didn't want to put deodorant on top of those. Right. Wow. Okay. But, but after those cleared up now, I, I use natural deodorant and all that kind of stuff. Same but after thing. those, after those cleared up, I noticed I had zero armpit smell. Yeah. Like wow, my armpits completely stopped stinking. I can work out twice in the same day and not have a stinky armpit. My, I can, my socks don't stink. It is so freaking weird, dude. Yeah. Like, the teeth. How about the and teeth? And what about your teeth? Breath? Don't your teeth feel so clean? <laughs> now that you mention it, yeah. It's so weird, right? Like I, it's almost like after I eat a fatty steak, it's like my teeth are now clean. <laughs> I, I, like, it's the weirdest well, thing. All you need is a toothpick. You don't even need to brush anymore. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Long as you got a toothpick, right? you're good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that was one of the biggest things I noticed. Like, holy crap, my body doesn't stink. And you know, when you're working out twice a day. I, I personally, I tend to break out a little more. You know what I mean? Yep. Like you work out, you don't, you're in the car, whatever. It takes a couple hours of shower and you just yep. get, your skin gets a little icky. Mm-hmm. You know, none of that. Like mm-hmm. my skin cleared up insanely. I have, um, it's called Tinea Versicolor. Do you know this? Uh, no. A, a, a yeast. You ever okay. see people with those white sunspots on their back? Oh yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. It's, a, it's the same thing that causes dandruff. It's the same, basically, it's a yeast that grows on your skin and it eats the pigment out of your skin. So that's gone. The yeast that was growing on my skin that was probably fed by sugar in the first place, yeah, right, is gone. Uh, the skin cleared up insane. Uh, the body odor is gone. Um, and I just freaking feel amazing, you know? So I'm sold, man. I love it. And I'm so glad that you turned me on to it. And the, the, the digestion too, right? Like the digestion is incredible. I mean, I used to get so angry at Danny with like the, oh, the, dude, the, gas. the gas, like there is no, right. Farting. There's oh, a ton of that. That's the Nothing. other thing. That's, yeah. the, that's the other thing. So I have basically always been allergic to eggs. So when I was doing like trying to do the bodybuilder thing and I would like be drinking egg whites, yeah. I would get my migraines for sure. Mm-hmm. But the digestion, the smell that would come out of me would get stuck in my pants. Like I had to wash my pants. I could not fart one time in these pants. I used to like, tell Daniel, I can go to the hospital. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for real. It was the worst smell ever. I can eat eggs every day, all day with no issues whatsoever. So crazy. I have so no profound. gas from the eggs. I have no headache from the egg. Uh, and it was, it was just what an enzymatic response. Something else was robbing me of the enzymes that I needed to digest Mm -hmm. the eggs. Uh, It's freaking like, 
I, I was like, I wanted eggs so bad. There's, it's such an easy go-to. And for years, I couldn't eat eggs. And now I'm open to eating eggs as much anytime I want. And like that in itself is incredible. Wow. I'm sure there's so many people walking around with similar um, things that they think they can't eat. Another huge one, because we, we did paleo back in the day. So raw dairy was huge for us. And mm-hmm. we're reading it up on the Weston A. Price Foundation. And they were talking about how most people who think they're lactose intolerant. Right. 70, they did a study and like 70% of the people who thought they were, who reacted to regular pasteurized milk. 70% of them were fine with raw dairy. They were fine. Yep. I, I totally believe it. And a lot of this addiction to dairy, people who really do love dairy. Mm-hmm. I was talking with a, a doctor and she was explaining to me that, you know, drink a, a warm glass of milk before you go to bed, right? Makes you sleepy. Yep. Yeah. That pasteurized dairy off gases and because of the lack of digestion, because it's robbed of the, the, the minerals and the, and the probiotic or the, the enzymes and the probiotics through the pasteurization process. The gas that it creates uses the same neural pathway as morphine. It oh, wow. mimics a high. I think it's called a cephalotoxin. Um, wow. In the brain. Yeah, we've heard this high. Food is the biggest drug addiction in the world. In the world. Like, yeah, people are dying from, from drugs, drugs, but we are being freaking poisoned. Yeah from food drugs and yep. people don't even know it. Nope. And it's affecting our youth. It's getting, it's so bad. Oh, it's so mission, bad. This, this is, is like the mission. mission, you know, it's so hard to, when you have kids because the worst part about it, especially with the kids is how normal it is. Like people look at mm. us like we're crazy, you know, like I'm like, Oh, I'm sorry. I guess I am crazy for not wanting my kid to eat candy every mm. single day of their life. Oh, it's actually oh, illegal oh. in other countries. These food dyes, that have already been proven scientifically to cause hyperactivity, to stimulate the brain and, and do all this crazy stuff to our kids' brains. And it's illegal in other countries. And here we are every single day. Letting these our kids, kids don't even, they don't candy. even know what chicken looks like. No, like we bought, we, we buy um, skewers <laughs> from a place right next to the jujitsu school. And, uh-huh. and the boys were eating chicken skewers and the yeah, other steak. kids were like, what, what is that? Yeah, literally. And what's they're that? like, it's like, chicken. Are you serious? Like they, they only know chicken nuggets. That's yeah. that's what chicken looks <laughs> like. That's what that's like. Breaded. Has to be breaded for it to be chicken. Yeah, it's chicken. Yeah. yeah. Well, well what about know. like when pe- you know, people go to the market and they're like, ooh, look at this juicy chicken, all this pink fluid. It's so juicy. <laughs> oh, <laughs> man. Chickens don't got juice, homie. <laughs> what is that <laughs> ask the question have you ever thought to ask yeah it's so true man that's yeah well, but that, you know try you know you gotta go you gotta go in a hundred percent you know why why do i commit my life um to sobriety because i i can't live with the other option you know and and why do i have to com- why am i searching and trying you know all in like a hundred percent going for the nose to tail doing it right from start to finish checking every box because i have to because you know my my mental state you know my sanity my health my wellness and my desire to kind of lead by example uh you know overpowers my desire for you know popcorn and freaking candy you know that's that's it yep 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 and it's gotta you gotta have that switch well i, I wanna i wanna kind of change directions here because we always have to ask people who have accomplished some big things like what does a day look like for you and what morning and evening routines if any uh do you regularly follow 
Well, you know, it kind of, uh, it kind of depends the, the last couple months have been really gnarly. Um, so I was getting up every day at five and I was, uh, in the gym doing a hit circuit by six, um, back home for some food, maybe some, maybe a, a grass fed beef protein isolate shake, maybe some, some eggs and, and, and meat, uh, you know, shower change say my prayers. Um, then I come to my, my work here at Pachamama CBD and, uh, kick some butt, create some, uh, create some momentum and educate some people. And then it's usually back to the gym between three thirty and five, obviously bring my own food to the, to work with me. Everybody makes fun of me. Cause I walk in with like a 40 pound Yeti bag every day and like two gallons of distilled water. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Eating like 20 organ caps with every grass fed patty. Uh, <laughs> those awesome. have been a lifesaver. I want to shout out oh, ancestral supplements. Man. Yeah, ancestral man. supplements. So you quick. know, because it, it is hard to, to get enough organ meat, you know, all the time. Yep. Um, although my mommy has been cooking for me, so it's been amazing. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> but you know, I'll throw down a couple uh, bone marrow caps, a couple liver kidney caps, a couple hearts, a couple spleen, a couple brain. Um, and, and I, and I feel like I'm getting it. I feel like I'm getting what I need for sure. Yeah. Uh, back in the gym for like a, a lifting session, you know, more food and, uh, usually hit a, uh, a sobriety meeting or meet with a sponsee to kind of go through some stuff. And, uh, man, I try to get in bed by like nine 30. Amazing. I love Been it. doing that for like two months, gained 10 pounds of muscle. Yep. And dropped like 7% body fat. And I got wow. two more weeks to go. Now I'm tapering it down a little bit. So I'm doing hits every other day. Some days I just do a hit and I'm going to stay fasted till two in the afternoon after the hit only workouts. And then it's like a push or pull um, uh, only in the PM. And then it's like a hit and a, and a evening session. So I'm, I'm tapering down the volume as I get ready for this shoot in two weeks because uh, I got a little got a little uh, stress hormone going on yeah, from, from going so deep. Yeah. That's so clutch, man. I'm so I'm glad, so glad that you, you said that. that. Oh my gosh. Yeah. You can, you know, it's so important. Adrenal fatigue is so real. It's um, so real. Yeah. Yeah. You gotta, you that's gotta how I know. That yeah. That's how I know. I'm already, it's, we've done, we're, we're, we're like you were, we do our DNA. We get all the info. So I know that in my DNA, I am a higher stress person and right mm. away I won't, I mean, I'll be eating carnivore. I don't change anything and I'll start gaining weight or I can't lose weight. That's how I know right away. I'm like, I'm stressed. I'm stressed. I gotta, yep. I gotta pay attention yep. to my adrenals. Yeah. Yeah. Get a meditation in, mm-hmm. you know, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So you've done several big photo shoots and magazine covers. How has your approach to prepping for these changed and what are some best practices that we could all use, whether it's a photo shoot or a big event coming up and what's a good time frame to start prepping for something like that? You know, it really depends on where the person is at. You yeah. Know? It okay, could take yeah. 12 weeks for somebody to get where, where they're at. Where they want to be. Um, yeah. Uh, or it could take two, you know, it just kind of really depends. Um, you know, I'm a, like we talked about with the stress hormone stuff. I'm, I'm a firm believer in kind of calorie cycling. So even yeah. if you're doing, even if you're doing carnivore, um, or you're doing keto, just kind of overload yourself on some days so your metabolism do- doesn't slow down and, and start to 
you know, play havoc on you. Cause if you just stick it, you know, 1500 calories a day, every day, it's not going to work anymore after a month. And then you're going to have to go down to 12 and then you're going to, you know, yeah. uh, it's a never ending pit. You can dig yourself into, which will definitely make you crash and feel like crap. Um, so I like the calorie cycle with the fats and, um, and or protein. Um, and, uh, you know, th- I'm, I'm, like I said, went hard for two months and I'm, I went really high volume and then, uh, then lower rep, less volume. And now I'm really starting to pull back and, and be smart about it and time, time, my food and my fasting, um, and my, my kind of, uh, refills, so to speak on, on calories, uh, for the shoot, because we don't want that inflammation. We don't want that bloating. You can't really see it all. It's especially in the midsection is where it all binds right so yep. you'll never see those abs if you're just cortisol levels are through the roof and you're yeah. um retaining water so i'm i used to kill myself with diuretics and you know these sodium depletions and these carbo dry carb loads where your mouth is freaking all cut up from dry rice cakes because you're so thirsty <laughs> uh, Gosh, yeah it was horrible cramping deep set eyes you know it was a nightmare. I, I, my, my hands would be completely cramped. I'd be doing a photo shoot. My pinky is like stuck to my thumb, you oh know? And I'm like, it was a nightmare. Yikes. You know what I mean? Um, we can achieve this stuff, but at what cost, you know, yep. when, when you do it that way. And I always knew it was wrong. I always knew it. There had to be a better way. So this, this time is completely different. I'm just eating, you know, uh, training, having fun, not getting injured, um, staying full, staying energetic and probably, uh, my shoot is, so it would have been about, uh, eight. Yeah. It would have been about a 12 week, um, program for me Perfect. and two days before the shoot, I'm just going to drink a ton of water, uh, probably two to three gallons a day and, uh, maybe some bone broths. Yeah, and I'm, I'll probably do some of these uh, pro balancer uh, uh, compression air body compression suits. Okay, so they 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 roll from your ankles all the way up to your abs, really tight. So ankles up, ankles up, ankles up. It rolls up in a pattern, and then you have the the, the big jacket you put on, and it just kind of pushes all that water out um, and all that inflammation. It does really really good job. I love that thing, and. Uh, <laughs> And that's then I'm I'm gonna be ready Monday Monday March 16th we'll be uh, in the gym shooting for that it's kind of like a high school reunion if you think about it it's like I was on that show for so many years here's my chance to like show up and and be me now and and showcase what I'm what I'm all about and I swear carnivore diet has helped me feel uh, so prepared and so nourished and so secure during the process rather than just killing myself. And then with carnivore, so sorry, I didn't no, want to no, interrupt you, okay. but with carnivore, like as far as prepping goes, like doing a carnivore prep is the best thing ever because there's so little suffering involved. And I'm sure you've noticed now being following a carnivore diet, like my weight does not go up and down. Like I feel yep. like I can just walk around pretty lean all the time uh, right. following carnivore. Yeah. Right. And a lot of times I'll notice my eyes are even bigger than my stomach. Like I'll feel like so hungry and I'll be like three quarters of the way done with my food. And I'm like, dude, I'm actually full. Like I'm, I'm good. Like, wow. It's really good mindfulness, man. I just learned that like in November, like I remember 
I was I was eating a plate. <laughs> yeah, Danny always. And I was so uncomfortable because this this goes all the way back to my mom. You know, yeah. like my mom. Finish your food. Yeah. Yeah. Finish your food. Yeah. And I was like, wait a second, I don't I don't have to finish this. And and I, it took me until November of last year, almost four years doing this, almost three years carnivore, to be like, yeah, I, I could cut this off, which is which is great. <laughs> yeah, it, it's amazing. I mean. You can water fast for a week or something and just really punish yourself. And, you know, a Pop-Tart just won't sound good anymore. Like you will do anything to be able to eat a steak. I mean, that's one way to do it. Um, You know, you can do extreme stuff to really reframe the way your brain thinks about food. Um, Or you can just do carnivore and like (laughs) stay full and stay happy and totally reframe the way you think about food. Like you, you already know, like just on keto, like, I ate a donut and I was like spitting it out. I was like, this is dry and weird. This does not taste anything like I remember it. So my taste buds changed, you know, um, you know all about that. That's incredible. So many, so many of my friends that do this, they text me like, dude, I, I tried this last night and, and big, big mistake. I feel like crap, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, dude, you know what? That's good. It's a good learning lesson. Just remember that. That's it. And it's like, rewarding it's like a monkey off your back it's like you know wow i don't like have to eat donuts like a pizza like it just doesn't taste as good anymore like that's amazing that's a blessing yeah man i i want to just reiterate like one of some of the things you said i thought were so clutch like there's research behind the calorie shifting i mean i do that with clients like 11 days in a deficit three days in a surplus you know that's what the research that i've seen has done really well with that um yeah so that's a big one. And I just know, man, I know you're going to show up on that, on, you know, at that gym or whatever, if it's a set um, and people are going to ask and that, and that's going to just be even better. Cause that's, then you're going to have more people in Hollywood. We need, we need more people in Hollywood. Look, there's, I know, you know, this, there's a ton of people in Hollywood doing carnivore and they're just not even talking about it. Oh, for <sighs> which is not cool. Like they need to talk about uh, it. Kim Kardashian and um, Courtney are always doing keto. Yep. And they know. Yeah. Yep. Always. Yep. L- listen, sticking a frozen ham in the back of your sweatpants doesn't count as being keto. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but like these, uh, these, they know. Like, imagine they're—they want the good. They want the truth. They want to know how to. And without suffering, that's without suffering. Part. That's the biggest part because you could get right many ways, but you're suffering. <laughs> you totally. know? it's so not worth it. The the. No. the Risks don't outweigh the reward. The risks uh-huh. outweigh the reward, you know? Yeah, That's man. been my biggest takeaway. Yeah. Well, look, I, I, saw, the, uh, I saw the preview. I thought that's going to be really, really cool. So um, I can't wait to catch it. Um, my only last question is, is um, you know, first of all, do you have any plans on, you know, doing any more acting? And if not, like, what, what's the next step? Like, what, what do you got? What big projects do you got coming up that, that we should be aware of? You know, the, uh, the entertainment industry has, uh, it's just, a, there's a bad taste in my mouth, man. I'm not, yeah. I'm not passionate about it. I, I don't desire to do it. And I think, you know, when I was a young kid, I used to just practice my dance moves every day, all day. <laughs> I loved it. And I would like put on costumes and I would, you know, call my mom and her friends in and I would dance and I would sing. And I wanted to do the talent show at my school and, you know, it was just, I was obsessed with it, man. I just love to perform and put a smile on people's face and do a good job. Like that's all I ever wanted to do. Yep. And, um, and it was in my spirit, you know, 
and it's just, it just isn't anymore. You know, the, the art of it, I got a PhD in it, man. I got 10 years plus behind a, in front of a camera. Um, so I know how to do it dutifully. I know how to show up, hit my mark, get my lines in one take, you know, do a good job, but the business of it, you know, being in the right places, beating the right, you know, directors or events. It's just, it all just seems kind of like, like ego driven or like not sexy to me at all. Totally sounds like that to me too. So many people want it so bad that they'll chop their finger off for it. I mean, they'll do anything to have it. And when other people want it that bad, it just feels like, well, I already had it and you want it real bad. So go ahead, you know, go ahead and take it. Uh, so I'm not just inspired to go, to go do that anymore. Um, what does inspire me is, is helping to change people's lives. Um, you know, speaking out against mental health, um, and, and mental health issues, supporting people, seeing people's lives improve. So, you know, I just started, uh, I just bought a little website, man. And, and I'm, I'm linking up with some cool companies and we're going to do a little online physique transformation business. And I, I linked up with a really cool guy, a couple really cool guys. Uh, one of which helped me through this whole transformation has been a big support. So I know firsthand he, he's, we're cut from the same cloth. We're of the same mentality. We believe in the same stuff. Um, and while I'm working this, this killer job opportunity that I have as a shareholder at Pachamama, I'm just going to chip away at that. You know, I, I bought the website um, and I, I just started the Instagram before you guys called me. It's on power fit, but uh, on power fit. Uh-huh. On okay. power nice. fit. So it's, it's on power fitness. Um, we just have one picture up right now, but people can follow me at, at Jeremy Jackson fitness um, for now. And uh, you know, we're going to get a, we're going to get a cool supplement going. We're going to get apparel. We're going to have online diet coaching and, and training awesome. programs. And we're going to spit out some amazing transformations and we're going to get people keto and carnivore and, and all that good stuff. We're going to get people shredded and it's going to be fun. Dude, I love it, man. You I got two it. big supporters here. Please I love you guys. text yeah, me, please. call me. Let me know whenever there's anything going on so we can promote it on our end. Yeah, we'll put all this info too in the show notes. So if anyone um, wants to you know, follow along and, and uh, get to know more about what you're doing, uh, they'll And I'm really pushing to get uh, a booth at the keto convention. Oh, dude. Nice. Yeah. Listen, I'm actually going to know today. I'm going to send a text right when we get off. I'm going to send a text right now and, and make sure. They better not be telling, saying anything about like we've sold all the boots because those are my people. So yeah, yeah, you know. I knew they would be. I knew they would be. I, I emailed the the owners of my company and I said we got to be at the keto convention. And they said, why would we be there? And I said because this is the only audience that actually reads labels, bro. Yeah, you know? and our label reads better than anybody else. Like oh, they're gonna appreciate that. And they're like, hmm, that makes sense. You know, you go to like whatever, a, a golf demo or a tennis demo, or right. you go to the fitness expo, no one's turning it over and, and seeing no. what's in it. No one's asking how it's extracted. They don't care. You know what I mean? Yep. So I'm like, yep. trust me, this community will love us. We got to get, we got to oh, get yeah. in there. Plus I just yeah, want to go get some barbecue with you guys. Oh, the barbecue oh, is so dude. good. We'll, we'll go to, we'll go to Cooper's. <laughs> we'll go to, Cooper's is good. we'll have to go to the one that Terry everybody Blacks. goes to. Terry Black's. We'll go the there Cooper's and get some. Yes, Terry Black, bro. That dinosaur. But, but we'll go to Cooper's too. Up. That's a, that's a low key to us. Like, yeah, I think but they got better. ribeye. They got, oh, they that's got the only sirloin that I can, because sirloin's one of those things where it's like, okay, I'm cutting, so I'm cutting the fat. It's okay. I'll do it. 
but the sirloin at Cooper's was ridiculous. Oh, I can't wait. I really hope it happens because I want to go to go see you guys and hang out with you guys. Support and each it's, other. A, it's an awesome conference too. Like you guys will get, um, it was crazy last year. So it's only going to be crazier this year. So probably 5,000, 6,000 yeah, people. It's yeah. crazy. They're going to be at capacity for sure. Well, brother, we're so grateful for you, man. I'm, I'm so grateful for this conversation. And um, I know that people are going to get a ton of value. Thank you so much, man. Hey, I love you guys. Thank you so much for the inspiration and the motivation for the past couple of years. I, I respect and appreciate so, what, so much what you do. And let me be a part of what you do to impact the quality of people's lives, man. It's a true blessing and an honor. Dude, it's just the beginning way. for us, man. It's just the beginning for uh, of a of a of a beautiful uh, friendship. So romance, yeah. <laughs> romance. <laughs> oh yeah, I already see it. I love. We have to do some jujitsu. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, for yes. sure, absolutely. Oh yeah, my boys love it. I'm just gonna let you teach me, bro, because I'm you know, nah. yeah, I'm I'm still <laughs> like I'm still that guy like trying to fit that square peg in the round hole because of because of my size and, and that's oh yeah 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 yeah. I'm fall. Uh, I got. Quick. What were you gonna say? I got a, a a tattoo on the inside of my arm in Portuguese, and it says "Sovaina Boa." Sovaina Boa, that's good. I know that one. Yeah, 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 yeah. Of course. Oh, really? Yeah. Know it, yeah. Because I did the same thing, man. I was like, you know, two hundred pounds, just jacked, and, you know, squatting five hundred pounds, and and I was in there trying to use my strength, and, and my my coach said, you, you know, no, no when to go. You got to know when to use it. It doesn't matter if you have it. You got to know when to use it. Right. You know? Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, bye now, brother. I love All right, it. bro. Thank you so Boss. much. Take it easy, brother. Yes. Blessings, blessings. Thank you. Later, brother. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. Got me like, whoa. Yeah. Way up in the skies, like, whoa. Living my time just trying to get my life right My God never fails, so I'm here to tell Living for the king, I'm king, what you think this is? Got me like, whoa, yeah Way up in the skies, like Living my time just trying to get my life right My God never fails, so I'm here to tell To you. Tell him it's Friday in the morning, but in heaven it's always life for you. Live with a king like I'ma die yesterday. Call my mama to pray. Did everything I remember like yesterday. On her knees she will stay. Highline the heavens fall. Like Jesus, will you help us in every way? We can do the Lord, we need you. Just like every day. Woo! Yeah, way up in the skies, like living my time, just trying to get my life right. My God never fails, so I'm here to tell. Living for the king, I'm king, what you think this is? Got me like, ooh, yeah, way up in the skies, like living my time, just trying to get my life right. My God never fails, so I'm here to tell.
surprise her when the storms are coming, they can't play with me. Liberated from the life I once had, I'm stepping out and I can't bring my chain with me, yeah. Hear me now, don't stop now. Never give up, don't drop out. Switch it up, don't cry now. Never give in to the pressure now. We out here, won't back down. Gotta spread the word, gotta step out. We out here, won't back down. Gotta spread the word like, woo, yeah. Whatever been the sky's like. Like...